The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And I'm here today with such an important issue. Everyone needs to listen to this show. And uh, more than that, everyone needs to watch the documentary that we'll be talking about. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about illegal immigration, the dirty little secret our government is choosing to ignore. Now, I know it's politically incorrect in some circles to be talking about the immigration problem. You know, you get that whole line, well, everyone were at one time or, or each person here comes from uh, an immigrant, <laughs> you know, and tracing it back far enough. Uh, so why, why now are we... Um, Having these, why should we have stronger policies against immigration today? After all, you wouldn't be here if we didn't have immigration. That's the kind of thing that uh, the rhetoric that gets spouted. And, and um, you know, this isn't, well, I'll let my guests talk about what this is and isn't. But my guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald. They are people who have spent three years researching what they call America's untold third war. Their documentary uh, called Southern Exposure has already won two awards at the L.A. International Real Festival, R-E-E-L, and uh, will be shown at a documentary, another documentary festival as well. We'll talk more about that. But, um, you know, I, I love exposing <laughs> dirty little secrets that our government doesn't want us to know about on this show, um, because especially with the election coming up, um, in not a very long time at all. So um, welcome, Jerry and Stan, and and I, I just can't wait. I, I have to tell everyone that I have seen clips from this documentary, and it is just mind-blowing. I want this to be shown on television shows, television channels, all over. And before the show, you were telling me if, if I lived in Poland or Portugal, I would have gotten to see it on television, but not yet in the U.S. So let's... <laughs> Let, before we get into the content, which is just, as I said, mind-blowing, and everyone in America needs to see this, um, just tell me, tell my listeners, and tell me too, how, um, what made you decide to fund this film on your own, to spend three years researching it, I presume putting yourself in danger from the clips that I've seen, what... Um, <laughs> Why in the world did you ever uh, get to be on this project? I mean, obviously, we're all grateful that you did, but what drove you to do this? Uh, Dr. Lieberman, it's Jerry. Uh, we live about 50 miles north of the border in Tucson, Arizona. That's where we're based. 
Uh, we have a, uh, a television uh, uh, video production company. We do and have for some time now done television commercials, corporate imaging, and that kind of thing. We noticed that there was an absolute paucity of any kind of coverage, and I'm going back three, four years now, of uh, uh, the problems on the border that we knew existed, and we thought, well, you know, we have the equipment, we have some time, let's investigate this and, and, and see where it goes. And so after that, it, it, it became just like peeling a onion. You'd, you'd peel off one, uh, one layer and then find another layer underneath, which is why it probably took us three years to uh, get the film completed. Hmm. There are so many facets to uh, the entire illegal immigration question that, that most people don't even think about. And living right here at Ground Zero, we weren't even aware of a lot of those things. So that's, that, that was what spurred us to start it, and we felt if we kept the control of it and we didn't uh, sell out to a National Geographic channel or somebody else, that we could control the uh, content and we could tell a true story, the one that we wanted to really tell. So that's, that's, how, that's how it started. And, you know, of course, uh, it's interesting that we're talking about this today, not that any day, actually, there are things in the news about this, but I was just watching last night, um, and, and today, too, there are all these uh, protests. Um, people are protesting the Secure Communities Program, which, uh, I, the, in general, from what the gist I got was, that um, essentially illegal immigrants don't want local law for officials to be giving their fingerprints to the FBI to then be giving the fingerprints uh, and identification to Homeland Security. These are, of, you know, obviously people who have gotten in trouble with the law, um, felons, um, and they don't want to want it to get to the. Um, Immigration officials who could then boot them out of the country. Could you, I'm sure you can explain this in much better detail. Dr. Lieberman, this is Stan. Uh, the, let's go back to 2009 uh, when we were at the pinnacle of uh, the mass, uh, some call, invasion, where we had people coming across our border at such an alarming rate. The situation at that point in time, uh, with Tucson sector being the most active sector out of all the Border Patrol uh, sectors in our country, uh, we were seeing uh, a typical number of people coming across where Border Patrol was able to apprehend about one out of every three or four. And uh, the number of apprehensions in that year in the Tucson sector alone, mind you, these are apprehensions, 378,000. Wow. Now, yeah. Now, the 378,000 represents one out of every three or four. So you can imagine if you just uh, extrapolate the numbers, you're looking at closer to a million people coming across our southern border into the Tucson sector. And then out of that 378,000, 15% were known criminal felons. And we're talking about murderers, rapists, sex offenders, uh, uh, you know, people who have been convicted of, of a major crime, did their time here in this country for that, and were deported back to their country only to have them return. Mm -hmm. Now, 
when they came back across, if if Border Patrol hadn't have apprehended this felon, uh, this this person who could have been a sex offender, perhaps a child molester, uh, could be working uh, in a landscape crew uh, in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, with your children running around, and you would never know that they were a sex offender. However, if they were an American citizen, they would have had to have registered mm. that they were a sex offender. So, you know, it goes much deeper than most people perceive. And the the uh, even though the uh, the numbers of illegal aliens coming across has dropped dramatically, which can be attributed to a increased enforcement and b uh, the economic conditions in our country. They are still coming across, and along with the good come the bad. Mm-hmm. And the bad are the felons and people from known terrorist countries. Yes, that, uh, you know, of course, I mean, I was saying at the beginning about how in some um, circles it's politically incorrect to talk about this topic altogether because you know, I'm one of the things that people would say is, you know, we're all immigrants or we all came from immigrants. But the, prob- the problem is that today... You know, things are, are much different in a lot of different ways than they were years ago. I mean, notably uh, because of, of terrorists blending in with um, other illegal aliens. No question about it, Carol. There was uh, one of the people we uh, interviewed for the, for the, for the documentary, the retired Border Patrol supervisor. In fact, we interviewed a number of retired Border Patrol supervisors because they didn't have qualms about talking about things that uh, active Border Patrol weren't allowed to talk about. Mm. But it, in one, one incident alone, uh, they had uh, 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 come across, Border Patrol agents had come across a whole bunch of passports, and those passports were in Farsi. So, you know, you don't know. They dumped their passports and, and, and went on. They were in. I mean, at any given time, there's a uh, prison, a special prison wing set aside uh, at Florence, Arizona, which is part of uh, the uh, Arizona State Prison Complex, and there's a federal prison complex there, too. So there's a wing set aside for people from uh, known terrorist exporting countries mm. that and there's a bunch of them there at any given time they're catching them all the time you don't hear about it they don't like to talk about it because of course Janet Napolitano has told us that uh, the border is more secure than ever but they're coming across yeah they they, they are high dollar customers to the drug cartels who have now uh, decided that look they can make a lot of money in a, you know, just like any major corporation that has uh, branches and, and uh, different products, the drug uh, cartels, you know, make a huge amount of money controlling the uh, plazas or the drug corridors uh, into our country. And uh, there's a tremendous amount of money to be made in, in smuggling people, and typically uh, 1500 to $3,000 to get someone across into the uh, location where they had chosen to go. But if you've got a high-ticket person, such as someone, an, a, uh, an OTM other than Mexican, uh, an they're going to pay... OT, what's an OTM? Oh, other OTM than Mexican. Okay, got it. Mexican, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, 
the OTMs, you know, they, they can pay $10,000 and above uh, to get across safely. And so, you know, the cartels are seizing the opportunity, and uh, uh, unfortunately, because of the political correctness that has consumed this country, uh, people are not being told about what's happening there. It's, it's very funny. Uh, they use what they call decoy aliens. They're, they're just uh, Mexicans that happen to live on just on the other side of the border, and they can pick up pretty good money by going out, and they will take off in one direction that the Border Patrol will follow them mm. so that those high-value targets can, can slip through. Wow. So they've, yeah, they frequently use decoy, uh, decoy aliens to do that. Yeah, they even uh, will start fires, as such as the case that uh, has yet to be proven uh, and the media seems to be derelict in digging into it, but the uh, those who are locals and those who uh, uh, even in the border patrol can attest that uh, this the fire that took place in southern Arizona most recently mm. was indeed started by uh, illegal aliens, and it probably was a decoy fire. And they they do this, and and what's surprising is, and and it's very hurtful to me, is the destruction of our environment. Uh, that is taking place uh, on a regular basis, that uh, these fires and uh, when you have hordes of people coming across who have absolutely no respect for our country other than the money they can make from our country mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and what they can obtain from our country, they leave trails uh, of garbage in their wake. And, you know, the, the livestock and the, and the indigenous uh, uh, animals... Uh, uh, wildlife, they forage on this stuff and they eat it and they die. Oh, and well, they all right, we'll have to get back to that. We need them. to take a break now. And I know we're just, you're just starting. This is the tip of the iceberg as to all of the problems that this whole little, dirty little secret our government is hiding is, is causing. So we need to take a break. My guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald. Their documentary is called Southern Exposure. We'll be talking more about what they are exposing. When we come back, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Explore the power and beauty in yourself and in others. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you. Every week, Stacy Stern will connect you with men and women who are living and working from a place of passion. Stacy's guests include successful authors, filmmakers, actors, experts, and leaders. You'll hear what inspires each of them, and you'll be turned on to great films, books, and new media. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about illegal immigration, the dirty little secret our government is choosing to ignore. My guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald, and they have made an incredible award-winning documentary called Southern Exposure. And we're just uh, beginning to, to talk about some of the things that they found in their three years of research. Before the break, you were talking about um, the animals that were dying because of the, uh, well, trash, the the tremendous amounts of trash that the illegal aliens were leaving in their wake. So tell, could you explain that further? Sure. The, the, when the illegal aliens come across and they trek across, it's typically the three to five day march uh, to a pickup point. They, uh, they stop in certain areas, uh, known areas where they can change clothes, you know, they can eat and uh, change their clothes and get ready uh, for their march north to be picked up. They, they want to rid themselves of the backpacks and all the, all the stuff that's contained within them. Well, we went to one such layup area, they're called, where they, they amass. And, uh, and, and, and uh, Dr. Lieberman, there are thousands of these things along the border. And one of the layup areas that we visited was the size of a, a football field, and when we walked across it, uh, our feet never touched the earth. Uh, there was that much debris. Well, the animals come and they forage through this stuff, and you know, they'll eat plastics, they'll eat the medicines that are discarded, and they, they walk away and they die. Well, the, the, the thing that bothers me is that the... Uh, Environmental groups are entirely silent on this issue, and we confronted one such environmental organization and asked them, why are you not protecting the pristine Sonoran Desert? This is on your list of protected areas. Why are you not being vocal on this? And the answer we received was, we don't want to interfere with our donor base. Okay, could you explain that further? What, what, what? I'm sorry? Could you explain that further? They, what do you mean, the donor base? People donate money to these environmental organizations. Right. Thinking that they, these environmental organizations are protecting the planet, are protecting our wildlife, are protecting 
you know, everything that's earth, right. and uh, that, you know, man is the, is the beast in this thing. However, the, their donors send in money to keep these organizations afloat. Right. A lot of these organizations are simply cash cows, and they rely on their donor base, and they didn't want to uh, affect their donor base knowing where the political ideologies are of most of these donors. Okay, I thought so. I thought you were going after that. These are the same donor. These donors are the same people who would think that uh, you shouldn't bother the illegal immigrants. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and and it's unfortunate because it's a it's a, a destruction of of our environment, and it's such a pretty area, uh, the Sonoran Desert, and yet to see the uh, the trails that uh, have been formed by the uh, marching uh, troops, uh, the marching troops of illegal aliens, and the uh, uh, trash that they leave behind. And well, now, they really I would imagine that these uh, layup areas would be perfect places for border patrols to hide out. I mean, you would, this would, aren't these places where, these would be the most likely places they were, where they would find illegal aliens. Yeah, it, and, and they do watch many of them, but there are so many, Dr. Lieberman. I mean, there are literally, just in the Tucson sector, which is 216 miles, 262, yeah. 262 uh, linear miles along the border, there are thousands just in the, uh, just in the Tucson sector. I mean, they don't have enough troops to, uh, there ain't enough Border Patrol agents to, to cover it. I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly a manpower thing. You know, and, and I want to address that one little issue about manpower, and people say, well, we've got enough uh, boots on the ground. Well, people don't seem to understand something, that the Border Patrol uh, has about 20,000 uh, agents guarding both borders, our southern border and our northern border. The preponderance of them are in the southern border. Well, in reality, there's probably closer to about 16,000 uh, covering our southern border. And out of that 16,000, there's probably 80% that are out in the field, which leaves us about 12,000. Now, there's three shifts a day. So, therefore, there's, there's probably 4,000 Border Patrol agents guarding our southern border, which is 2,000 miles. There's, you know, there's, there's only that number of agents patrolling that area, and it's such a vast area, and it's filled with canyons and gullies and washes, and it's not all flat. So we don't have enough boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. And many of the layup areas, uh, another reason they can't cover them, you've got to walk into these. Uh, you can't just drive your, uh, your four-wheeler in there. And, uh, and, and, and sit and wait. I mean, it's, there are long hikes to get into these things. So they're all out in the middle of the desert, and they're hidden. Yeah. Mm. This, this isn't the Sahara Desert where it's nothing but sand. It's the Sonoran Desert, and the Sonoran Desert is, is lush with vegetation. Huh. And uh, when we have rains, it uh, creates gullies, and the gullies are deep. And uh, these washes uh, are lovely hiding places, and there's lots of mesquite. And, and a lot of the illegals, when they come across, they, they carry black garbage bags. And the purpose of the, you know, they're multi-purpose functions. And, and one of them is that they can create instant invisibility by just covering themselves with the black mm. uh, bag uh, in the dusk, you know, in, at dusk or, or at dawn. And they can, they can be uh, invisible. Wow. And, of course, the garbage bag also serves as a, 
as a tablecloth uh, when they eat. So and, they and leave also, all this stuff I, I saw in your documentary in one of the clips um, it covers the taillights of their cars when they're coming in by cars or right. That was uh, uh, in fact that one we went out with the uh, Pima County Sheriff's Department Border Crimes Unit, and they'll go out in the desert. In addition to, I mean, they're not on the border. This is north of the border, 60, 70 miles. And uh, the drug shipments will come in. Usually they'll carry them, uh, uh, the mules will carry them in on their backs. Then they'll offload them. And uh, then they will send a car in, which is normally stolen from somebody in southern Arizona, and load it up and uh, head north. And, and did I hear something? No. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And they'll head north. Now, when they do that, they'll almost always move these things at night, and they'll put, uh, again, the ubiquitous black garbage bags over the headlights and the taillights and so that they're much more difficult to spot. What they don't figure is that up above, when we were out with the uh, uh, border crimes unit, uh, there's a plane up there with uh, forward-looking infrared, and uh, they see everything that's going on on the ground. And so they, and an interesting thing is when they're bringing these loads of, uh, let's say it's marijuana, but they're also bringing cocaine and, and heroin, um, if it's marijuana, the uh, federal government will not prosecute for loads of less than 500 pounds. So they always try to keep those mm. drug loads under 500 pounds. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boy, you know, one of the things, of course, as a, as a physician, one of the things that interested me um, from the clips that I saw of your documentary were, um, or was that the, the, some of the doctors and health um, officials talking about all the diseases that are being brought in by these illegal aliens. Could you talk, start talking about that? Yes. The, the, when, when people come, come through our border, uh, unchecked, and that's the difference between legal Wait, I, I uh, immigration and illegal immigration. Legal immigration, they come through the front door and they are checked. Their their medical history is checked, and their criminal criminal history is checked. When they come in through the back door, they escape those two major elements, and they bring with them diseases. We've we've had a resurgence in tuberculosis, and uh, that we have never seen. In, in recent times, the resurgence is tremendous, and <clears throat> we have problems with um, leprosy coming in. Now, th- these are biblical-time uh, diseases. Uh, there's a resurgence of them because they're coming in from countries that, uh, uh, you know, where the, the people who live there are affected by these type of, of diseases. Whooping cough, as an example, was was all but eradicated. Another resurgence, and it's all because of the unchecked illegal immigration, and that's that's the reason. And so, <clears throat> we try to point that out in in our documentary, and and we we've interviewed some people. Uh, one particular hospital uh, uh, here in Tucson, and <clears throat> that's the other effect that illegal immigration has, is that illegal immigrants. Uh, they cannot be turned away by emergency uh, hospitals. Uh, there's, uh, there's a law that uh, says that a hospital must see everyone, and everyone includes an illegal uh, immigrant. And so uh, 
people when they go to when they go to the emergency centers, uh, they're having to wait hours. And why? Because illegal immigrants are using the emergency hospitals as as their method of being checked over by a doctor. The impact yeah. is tremendous, and hospitals are closing because of it. The trauma centers are closing because they cannot afford, um, you know, to have to see people for free. Yes, yes, that's happening in California, too. Well, we do need to take another break. Um, my guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald. Their award-winning documentary is called Southern Exposure. We're uh, talking about some of the secrets that they have exposed in this documentary, and uh, we'll be back with more. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darlings, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman talking with you today about illegal immigration, the dirty little secret our government is choosing to ignore, with my guests Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald, who have just completed an award-winning documentary called Southern Exposure. I'll be giving you at the end of the show their website so that you can uh, find out more about it and see some clips and so on, uh, and spread the word, because I hope this is beginning to get you angry. And uh, this is a two-hour documentary, so um, you can appreciate that we're only beginning to hit the highlights 
uh, or some of the issues here, which are just mind-blowing. So um, before, let's see, we were talking, we started to talk about the, uh, the illnesses coming across and the, and the drain on our system. Um, yes, in California also, you know, every time I hear them talk about how uh, they, can't, they can't fix the budget, I mean, you know, we have, to, uh, we have to pay more taxes or, you know, we have to cut out programs that are important and so on. Yes, and, you know, it's like, duh, I want to, I want to shake the radio, you know, and say, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's so obvious what the problem is. Or people complain about the rising cost of health care. And, yes, it's because of people coming in the country who, um, who have these rare diseases. I mean, and, and you have some of, someone talking in your documentary about how uh, these especially rare diseases that people bring in from countries that don't have as good medical care, and so these 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 illnesses from, as you said, the biblical age, or certainly uh, the age before we invented a lot of the remedies for these things, come in with these old illnesses that take so many resources, so much money, essentially, and manpower. Uh, not to mention the whole idea of how many people they get infect um, with uh, with these diseases, and of course, then that is what costs a ton of money from the emergency rooms. You know, yes, where where they're um, where they're committed to having to take care of people, and now it's closing these emergency rooms so that um, when people who aren't illegal immigrants get get caught up in a traffic accident, for example, and need to be rushed to an emergency room. The, emergency, the closest emergency room becomes a lot farther away because of all the ones that are closed. And that's just one, you know, example off the top of my head. But it's, it's really so many aspects of, of the healthcare system and of, of the government, of the taxes and money in general. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, we spent a whole bunch of time with University Medical Center here in Tucson in talking to their chief financial officer who told us that just University Medical Center alone, just the one hospital here in Tucson, uh, it costs them about $5.5 million in any given year to take care of these problems with uh, illegal immigrants. Now, you multiply that by, gosh, in, in California, I don't know how many hospitals, but I think, I may have the number wrong. If I do, Stan will, Stan will wrap me on the head because he always does. Uh, I think it was $4 billion just in California, uh, the cost of, of taking care of medical problems with illegal immigrants. I mean, it's a tremendous, uh, it's a, it's a tremendous uh, revenue-sucking, taxpayer-sucking deal. You know, once upon a time, Dr. Lieberman, uh, the migration from Mexico into our country was seasonal and people would come across, they'd work in the fields or on ranches, uh, and then, you know, for, for the season, and then they would return home to their families. Well, all that seemed to change in the, in the 1990s when more and more people were becoming aware that there was more to have available to them uh, in the United States than there ever was before. And so a lot of them decided, you know what, I'm going to bring my family up here, and we're going to set up shop in the United States because it was so easy to come across the border. And there's a lot of activists out there, uh, the Latino activists, 
who have been pushing for open borders. And these activists, every time you try to have dialogue, and we have tried uh, to have dialogue, an open dialogue, so that we can understand uh, and resolve the problem, you're immediately given the name of racist mm-hmm. or you're a xenophobe. Now, fortunately, we have yet to be called that for making this film because it is fair and balanced. It does show the plight of the migrant. It does show uh, what the impact is in the United States. But uh, nevertheless, these, ad- uh, these advocacy groups and these actives are rabid, and they will do anything to get in front of cameras, Yes. and they will drag their children and parade them in front of the cameras to hold up signs and so on and so forth. And this is one big political move, and our politicians are buying into it hook, line, and sinker. Well, uh, and and let's uh, talk about that. I mean, you know, let's go a little deeper. I mean, obviously, you're more uh, of an expert on this than I am, but it seems to me that, um, that the... The reason why, well, okay, why don't I just ask you, what do you think is the reason why the government is uh, closing their eyes to this problem? It's not necessarily the government, but it's the administration that's running the government right, right now. Right. Democrats will generally look at this as because Latinos, Hispanics tend to be one of their biggest voting blocks. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah. And they will almost always vote. Democrat, because it's the Democrats that are going to give them and continue the free services they're able to access uh, as it is now. Yes. When it's, it's been often said, and for years and years and years, the number of illegals residing in the United States has been given as 12 million. Now, the reason that number came to be is because on the census before this one, so that would have been, what, the uh, 2000 census, I believe? There were actually 12 million people who admitted to being here illegally, and that's where that number came from, Mm. uh, the 12 million. In fact, it is probably, we think it's around 30 million. It may be as high as 40 million. Nobody really knows, because when they come around, the census taker comes around, you gotta, you gotta wonder how bright somebody is that's gonna raise his hand and say, "Yeah, I'm here illegally." Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it, it is in fact that it's, it's building the uh, voter blocks for uh, the Democratic Party, and it's, it's that very simply. Well, if you know, when we, you take yeah. it even further, and I've, it's yeah. already happening in California, but when you take it further, um, you know, this, this, the people who are going to be voting for. Democratically, for for more social services, um, are people who I mean, the more of them there are in our country, the more that party is going to be in power, and the more at some point um, there's a there's a number that that makes it impossible to go backwards, to go back the other way, and which is driving us more towards communi- socialism and communism, at least socialism. And and certainly that's the situation here in California because it's there are so many people wanting these social services that it's going to be very difficult to stem the tide and and get um, Republicans into power as it was in our last you know I mean yes we had Schwarzenegger but um, but in in our last election you know which um, it, it was sort of it, it was it was really pretty much a disaster. 
I mean, it was pretty, I don't want to say, you know, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to not to be fair and, and unbiased, but I mean, it's, it's at, certain po- at a certain point, there's the tipping point, that's the word I was looking for, there's a tipping point of no return, where everyone, in a sense, you know, wants, <laughs> wants free stuff. Well, you know, Jerry pointed out the, the fact about the Democrats looking, as a, looking for a large voting block, now, on the flip side, to be fair, the Republicans are simply looking for cheap labor. And so when it comes down to answering your question, it's about large ethnic voting blocks and cheap labor. Well, you know, but so, I guess the thing that really is above all of this is, is the, the threat of terrorism. You know, I, I've written a book called um, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, and so I've been very involved with doing research on terrorism since 9-11. And, you know, when you talked about, like, the numbers, and, and that's just in regard to Tucson, all you need is one person <laughs> to, to um, have a terrorist attack. I mean, yes, the more the merrier and so on, the bigger the attack, but... Um, as far as leaving bombs in malls or, or, you know, I don't want to give more ideas, but, um, you know, you only need one of these terrorists crossing the border to create mayhem. One terrorist can create a lot of mayhem, enough mayhem to be very concerned. And um, I think that that outstrips political parties, outstrips wanting free stuff or wanting good and cheap labor. You know, we really have to think more seriously about the numbers, the, the fact that um, each, each person who gets across illegally, I mean, because you're not going to have the non-felons or the, or the well people, you know, the people who aren't covering up their illnesses uh, or covering up their felonies, those are not the people, the, the people who don't have things to hide are the ones who are going to be more likely to go through the legal process. So the ones who are coming across illegally are obviously the more dangerous ones, and of course the most dangerous thing of all is the fact that blended in with these people, the numbers of people who are getting across are real terrorists who maybe they're not doing something today or they haven't done something today. But the more they are, there are, um, and the more that they set up uh, living arrangements, you know, whether it's going to be someone who's going to actually do an attack, a violent attack, or someone who's going to be adding to the numbers of terrorists so that they can have, um, you know, try to have Sharia law enacted or to do things through other channels or having the schools teach certain things. I mean, there are all of these things, nonviolent things going on as we speak already. You know, we we have become a nation uh, that has truly fallen asleep on the job, and we've allowed the politicians to succumb to activist groups. The it's it's very well known that anyone can bring anything across the southern border, and there's been enough empirical evidence to substantiate that. If if Someone, a mule, which is a human being carrying a, a backpack of 50 to 60 pounds of marijuana, if they can bring a 50 to 60 pound pack of marijuana across our southern border, it'd be very simple to bring a dirty bomb across the southern border. Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about that aspect of it, we have gone to sleep post 9-11, and apparently the people of this country, unfortunately, have been asleep at the wheel, and they've become very complacent about it. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, which is truly sad. 
And I think that those who are saying, look, we need to seal up our border, we need to protect our border uh, better, and this is not uh, um, a racial thing. This is about securing our nation. Yes. And that's what it's all about. Yes, absolutely. You know, because we're all, we're all going to be equally, we're all equally at risk pretty much um, when it comes to terrorism across the border. We need to take another break. The time is flying. My guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald. Their documentary is Southern Exposure. And you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And we will be right back to wrap this up and maybe talk about what possible solutions there might be. So stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Hey, welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Uh, my guests are Jerry Meisner and Stan Wald. Their documentary is Southern Exposure. I'll be giving you their website before the show ends. Um, I, I, before we talk about solutions, and of course your documentary is all the more important because of the 2012 elections coming up. Um, people need to take this into consideration uh, and to do something about it. But before we get into solutions, I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about um, the beheadings. Because I find that, and you have such uh, incredibly <laughs> gory but um, poignant, <laughs> unbelievable photos of uh, beheaded, of the heads li- lined up in a row and the beheaded bodies, God. I mean, that certainly does make a point. Um, what about the fact that uh, terrorists behead, are known to behead their victims, and now the drug cartels or these people that you're finding uh, south of the border are beheading their uh, victims. 
what what do you see as the connection? Uh, actually, the drug cartels have taken barbarity to a new level. <clears throat> the beheadings in uh, the Middle East are fast and quick. Those that are conducted here across the, our southern border are far more barbaric and violent. We didn't show the more heinous-looking videos of, of what is happening down south. And I can understand that the people of Mexico should be outraged. Uh, unfortunately, I, I see that they're probably blaming their own government uh, for the violence rather than pointing the finger at the drug cartels themselves for fear of reprisal. But the violence is, is truly barbaric, and uh, it would make you sick to your stomach if you actually saw the full footage of, of what we have. The beheading thing, Doctor, is, is not something that's endemic to Mexico. I mean, this was unheard of 20 years ago, ever. It's not in their uh, culture at all. The reason we're seeing a lot of this now, a lot of people think, and we stay in very close touch with uh, the people that are watching the border on a daily basis very closely, there is a Palestinian influence, uh, particularly with uh, the Zetas, and, and, and that's what you're seeing, I think. They've brought these ideas with them. They're working with the cartels in terms of enforcement and uh, uh, the, these kind of heinous crimes. That's exactly what I was wondering, whether there was this terrorist influence. Boy. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. A lot of them are coming up through Venezuela. You know, they go to, uh, you know, down to Venezuela, and uh, from there they migrate up uh, to uh, the, our southern border. There's training camps that uh, we have heard about, uh, particularly the Zeta training camps, where they are being taught. Now, you, you have to understand that the Zetas were originally part of Mexico's military, which we helped train. And so you have trained uh, killers out there. And the biggest fear that I see that people should be thinking about is the gangs are endemic and they're growing and they're spreading across the United States here. And for those who say that these Mexican cartels are only in Mexico, you know, I've got a bridge to sell them hmm. because they are here in this country. They own land in this country, and uh, you know they've they've uh, intimidated landowners south of the border, or excuse me, north of the border, to sell. And through straw buyers, have bought ranches down there on the on the northern side of the border. Hmm. The cartels are operating here in the United States, and their gangs are getting more and more vicious. And uh, I, I, I see that it's going to get even worse. So, um, what is your solution? Well, you know, I tell you, one of the best solutions I saw, uh, and we work, you know, closely with with some of the leadership at the uh, NAFBPO dot org. If you go there, that's Nancy, um, Alice, uh, Frank, Boy, Paul. O.org. <laughs> I just want to make it clear. The National Association of Former Border Patrol Officers. Mm. Right. And if you go to that website, they have a pretty good solution on how to correct the problem. And probably the best I've seen, to be honest yes, with you. Yes, they and would be the, the ones to know that. Okay. Um, yeah, well, of course, one solution is that uh, we need to, uh, as I was, I've been saying off the air, that, that you really need to get this.
um, documentary shown as many times, as many places as you can, especially before the 2012 elections, because people need to take this um, dangerous situation into account when they're voting. And um, and so let me give out the your website. It's, uh, of course, www.southernexposuredocumentary.com. Well, now, I have .us or .com. I thought I went to .com. Yeah, no, .us. Oh, okay. Oh, I know, because I went through a link. Okay, I got it. All right, so it's southernexposuredocumentary.us. Southern, S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N, exposuredocumentary.us. And please go there. Check it out. Um, ideally buy the documentary so that you can show it to your friends. But even even um, besides that or before that, click on their links that go to, to clips, and uh, one of them will take you also to the links on YouTube. There are a bunch of clips from YouTube. Um, obviously, these are just clips, and it's best to see the whole the whole film. But, I mean, even these clips just give you an idea of uh, just the magnitude of this problem, as you have today on this show, and I just, uh, I just hope that um, that you can make this this known, because as you were saying, you know, it's uh, with the, it's like the squeaky wheel. Um, what is it? The, the squeaky wheel that makes the most noise gets the most attention, and and you two need to be um, squeakier wheels than than some of the people <laughs> who are who are just like looking out for themselves and not really the the fabric of of this country. And no, I, I mean I I know you. I mean, of course, the southern border, I mean, it's not just Mexicans that you're talking about there. That's kind of the point. There are lots of people coming up from the southern border because that's less well um, policed, right, than the northern border right. and, less, and more. Yeah. And there are more reasons why that's easier to, to penetrate. Yep. yep. It's, it's something that uh, when we did it, we did it with the eye to the fact that people don't really know what's going on. And I guarantee you, people that are living in Rhode Island hmm. are about as far removed from this and they could care less, but they should care because it will affect ultimately everybody in this country and it will affect us deeply in the future. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because of the economic times and the terrorist yep. threat, you know, and, and and uh, one of the things, of course, that I um, have been trying to wake people up to for years is the idea that we are in denial. Like, here it is, the 10th anniversary coming up, and um, people are still in denial about the fact that there could be um, another 9-11 or even lots of little 9-11s. It doesn't have to be one major event like that, but certainly, I mean, when you look at the people who have been caught so far, and of course we haven't even heard about all of them, but just the ones, the, the terrorist attacks that almost happened, the one in Times Square, the one, there are ter- ones all over that uh, fortunately were nipped in the bud, but all you need is one person to get through this this um, detection and uh, and lots of lives will be lost and and as I said it's not just the attacks it's the, the insidious processes that are going on right now pretty much all over the United States where there's this longer term plan to overthrow our country to take it away from its roots and I'm sorry well, for you know, know I know I, there are going to be people leave. 
out there thinking, oh, God, she's just trying to get us all upset. <laughs> it's not that. I'm trying to wake you all up as, as you are with this major problem that you've been talking about today. So, again, I want to give out the website. It's www.southernexposuredocumentary.us. And uh, please click on that, buy the documentary, show it around, and especially between now and the 2012 elections. This is so important. And thank you, guys, for coming on the show, what you've done. Again, this is from your own pockets and your own time that you, you, a labor of love and danger that you uh, put yourself in just to bring the truth to all of us. So thank you very much because... um, this is just such an incredibly important uh, piece of information. It is so, you know, you've done a great job at, at touching on the highlights, but the visual is just so much more powerful, of course, as it always is, and that's why that's why all of you should listen. Go check on the on the click on the website and go look at some of the clips and and then get it for yourself. So, thank you both again for being on the show, and and I do. Uh, uh, hope that you will make it. I hope that you will get more television stations to, to put it on. Um, you know, maybe some of the Fox affiliates at least <laughs> would be willing to do that. Well, so, thank- we, we, we thank you for having us on your show, and I hope that people take advantage and uh, check out our videos so they can be better informed. Yes, absolutely. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 